Hey, Biggs. Hey, Enzo. Yeah, guess what we're doing? The intro. That's correct. We're doing the intro because uh, you're hearing this before the song plays that, you know, the song that you're so used to hearing because we went that entire podcast, the one you're listening to right now, and we decided to not mention Quit the Build or even our own names for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it's the first time you're listening to us, like, I'm, I'm so glad I reminded myself to do this at the beginning, but... um. I didn't mention we didn't mention her names. We didn't mention quit the build and we didn't mention what episode it was. For God's sakes, it's episode seven. Quit the build is the awesome podcast network that allows us to do this podcast. We appreciate them. We love them. They're awesome. So go check it out. Quit the They have a Facebook page and everything else. We appreciate you. We just get real excited about talking about wrestling and we forget. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So enjoy this episode, and uh, you may agree with us, you may disagree with us with our opinions, but that's the fun of it. Have a good one, and uh, here, let's go ahead and start the episode. Here is the episode seven of Double DQ Podcast. I do this sometimes. I think about what, how to start these podcasts because I oftentimes like just don't know what to say. And there's a flow. People don't often know. I said often twice. That sucks. Um, this, <laughs> this, it ah, often sucks. It often sucks. Oftenly, um, <laughs> people don't uh, understand how like it's. It, it, you can kind of sound stilted when you start these things, and it's a little bit difficult to get to a flow. So I think of dumb shit to ask you. Uh, right out of the gate. So the, today's random start to the podcast is, is there any words as an adult you still can't spell? Because I have some and it still bothers me to this day. Uh, d'oeuvre. Or dirt. Well, okay. Or d'oeuvre is like a hard word that I don't think anyone can spell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see our buddy try to spell it in the Facebook group? I did not. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Boomer. I did I say, do. I, I, <laughs> I did do a video on the word hors d'oeuvre on my TikTok channel, though, because there's a lot of fun mispronunciations and misspellings that people make on that word. But I did not see his mistake. He started it with the letter O, so we'll just go from there. Yeah, my favorite on the video that I made. Somebody said they were talking about their 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 friend or something. They were like, "Ah, oh, they look real good." You know, talking them up, making them sit like that person's pretty damn sexy today. And he said, uh, "She's looking like an herb derb, <laughs> an herb derb." <laughs> and they were like, they're like, what? That, that what went you, the wrong way." <laughs> they were like, "What are you trying to say?" And they that were like, hilarious. "You know, you know, an herb derb." And they said, "What?" And then, and then they responded oh, with. They responded with, you know, that fancy stuff that people put on a tuxedo and eat off a plate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever heard the story of Big Bubba Rogers dropping a guy on his head years ago and Dusty, and he was trying something new at the time that he had never done before. And he ended up dropping the guy on his head. Dusty Rhodes said, don't do stuff you don't know how to do. Well, I'm going to say, don't use words you don't know how to say. That's fair. <laughs> That's completely fair in every way. Mine is not mine's like a normal word that most people know how to spell, but my brain does not know how to do it. And that's the word restaurant. I do it so bad on so many occasions 
that my phone autocorrects it to the word restraint, which causes some pretty <laughs> interesting conversations. If I yeah. describe where I'm going or what I'm doing, and it involves restraining something. What time uh, do you want to meet at the restraint? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wow, you know, man, it's it's kind of getting late. I think I'm just gonna. I think I, I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna skip tonight. <laughs> but you were supposed to bring the herb derb. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. I'll tell you, autocorrect is lowering my ability to spell. I used to be really good at it, but now um, I'm forgetting things because I think that um, I learned less about spelling as much as I remembered. So I remembered how to spell things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense because now that I'm not using it, it's just going away. And that's depressing and sad. That's, yeah, like that's the plan. The computers are going to make us dumb, and then they're going to use us as batteries. Exactly. Matrix, I, I Matrix agree with Resurrections you. coming soon. That's why we need to cherish uh, Will Smith and ask him about all of his knowledge in dealing with these situations, be it movie or not. We know that he knows more <laughs> than the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I one of the other ones that I had to teach myself how to spell over a very long period of time. Uh, I don't know why I didn't get it. I didn't get it until I was like in my twenties, but it's the word Wednesday. And that's a pretty easy one. But yeah, for some Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically said to myself, I need a word association. So I said, I play NES in the middle of the week. So when <laughs> NES day. And it's the middle day of the week. So what when this day, Wednesday. And that's how you I learned how to spell that word. Listen, it was the purpose of the word association. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of word association, I didn't have any segue there. I just said that. I was, <laughs> I was hoping like, it would come to me. I was like, all right, where is this going to go? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Straight out the gate. Nowhere. You ever listen to Jimmy Valiant give a promo back in the day? Yeah, yes. Because I mean, like before Boogie Woogie Man, when it was completely out there, mm-hmm. but um, he would just talk and then he would get lost and just start over. But people liked him so much, they let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that <laughs> happens to us because I say some dumb stuff. Uh, yeah. Not as dumb as like Scott Steiner. Well, I. Speaking of Scott Steiner, which is interesting, here's our segue into AEW. Uh, lately, uh, Taz, who's been on commentary, taking the role of Jr., who is getting better, hopefully, uh, doing his treatments for skin cancer. Um, he has been doing a lot of subtle Scott Steiner math throughout the weeks, and it's been hilarious because he'll drop one every so often. I'm trying to remember the one that he dropped the other day, and it had me absolutely cracking up i'm gonna see if i can find it fill time for me real quick hold on yes because you gotta send it to me and and while you're looking that up i'll have to say that i believe i saw scott steiner in new jersey a couple of weeks ago now really? i wasn't aware of it until afterwards because my coworker was with me and um he was over talking to this guy who was wearing a leather jacket but um, wasn't very big. Haven't seen Scott Steiner since the 90s. So um, I know he's lost weight. He's getting older. He's going to. But sure. um, he was moving around pretty good. Um, I don't know why I was under the idea that he was sickly or something right now. But um, he looked fine. He, still he told me afterwards that was Scott Steiner. I was like, oh, 
he does he still owns that shonies i think if if anyone who's not seen it go on youtube and type in scott scott and rick steiner shonies commercial and that'll make your day better i promise i can't find the thing i was looking for he basically just did the, he just added up a bunch of numbers claiming that they would make a hundred percent for like Ricky Stark or something, just like trying to like pump him up. None of the numbers added up to what he said. And it was, it was just the, it was total Scott Steiner esque. And he was doing that whole like 33 and a third or 23 and a third percent chance of this. And it's just, I don't know why he was doing it. He was just doing it. Um, that is awesome. So, so now that we're on the topic of AEW, <clears throat> WWE, we'll get to that. We'll get to the little bit of news that's there, but I don't. I need to address <laughs> the little bit of news. I mean, there's there's a little. There's not much, honestly. There's there's just not much. I mean, th- we haven't spoken since the Jeff Hardy stuff. We haven't spoken since uh, there's been a recent uh, a contract renewal. So that we'll get to that, but we'll start with AEW and the real big story, and that is the fact that just had Winter is coming last night, which was the fifteenth, uh, right? Yes. Yes, sir. 15th of December. December. Oh, I need to ask you before I give my opinions because they are, they are opinions. I get it. They're mine, but boy, is it a sensitive subject between who you talk to about this? But what did you think? (laughs) Sensitive subject. It's a sensitive subject. I found people have passion between. I was on Reddit. I shouldn't have done this, but I was on Reddit under the username that I won't disclose here because it's my, it's my, (laughs) it's your burner account. It's my burner account that I can say (laughs) what I want. Um, (laughs) Not that I'll do it anyway. Uh, but it, I will track this down. Say what you okay. say what you said so that I can I'll search it. I'll get that. <laughs> okay, so Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson for the uh, AEW World Heavyweight Championship. It goes an hour and it ends in a draw. What is before we go ahead? Before I you're, do, you're what not I'm going do, to like my opinion of this match. <laughs> tell me what you thought. I thought it was way too long, and there was no story and. When you go that long, you got to give us something at the end of it. <laughs> They're great performers, but after a while of watching this, it was like, ah, all right. So it was it was too much for me. I like both of them. I think they're great performers. But to me, that match was too long to come to a time limit draw. Okay. So I know what, that you're going to think different. <laughs> here's Here's where I'm at with this. They should not have done a draw so soon after Brian Danielson did a draw with Kenny Omega. I get it. That was only 30 minutes. I get it. This one was an hour. These are both two really great competitors, and I love the match. The match was fine. They they started off wrestling in, in technical style. They had the cocky uh, da- uh, Brian Danielson doing jumping jacks in the corner, mocking him. And, and you got to think, like, this is this is Hangman's first defense. It's actually his first match post winning the title, which is kind of weird. But he even went on uh, uh, um, Renee Paquette's podcast in, in kayfabe. He, he went on there and was just like, I need to wrestle more. They're not booking me enough. It was, it was all in, like, character. Um, mm. So it was kind of an interesting story in that way and the fact that brian danielson took out all the dark order members and went through them that's all great the match total total like top i'd say top 10 matches in aew history so far for me i absolutely groaned when the finish happened when the when they said one minute left i'm like all right this is where 
Hangman hits the buckshot lariat, and it didn't happen, and then it didn't happen, and then it did happen, and I was counting in my head, and sure enough, they when they said minute, they meant minute. Um, and the bell rang. I actually like said I here's what I said on the Reddit account. I said, what in the WWE finish was that? And it's <laughs> it was it felt like I got robbed. It felt like I invested all of this emotion. And I get it. They're probably leading to something else. There's probably something incredible coming around the corner because they really do tell good long-term story booking. But we're not conditioned for that now. We're not. We're just not. WWE has I'm done a lot of- I'm fine with that. I, 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 I like, I mean, I know that because um, there's so much visibility now that the stories have to move where it was different years ago, you know, like in WWE days where you're booking towards four big events so you can prolong them. And the storyline behind this match was great, but man, I didn't get a, you seem to have, I didn't get a story in the match. I saw great, I saw great wrestling, but I didn't get a story in the match, but you seem to have. So I'm going to rewatch it and see if I could pick up on it because they started to lose me. It was a great performance, but I I I didn't get the story. Once they hit the 30 minute mark, I knew where they were heading. I knew that it wasn't going to be. Well, also let's, let's be real here. They called. They called uh, MJF versus Dante Martin the main event, which, come on, we know better. That it was just because it goes on last doesn't make it the main event. It was the last match, and that's fine. But when they did Hangman and Danielson up front, I already had the indication in my head, like, oh, they're going to go long. Like, it's going to be a long match. I thought maybe 45 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, and that would be, how can I say this? I Okay. I would have rather... There have been, and I know this sounds stupid. I know this is this is contradictory to everything I've ever seen on this podcast. I would rather there have been something that took it away from me, that robbed me of a real finish, rather than the 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 time limit draw finish. And I don't know why that is. I can't even. It sounds like exactly it. what it did. It robbed you of a real finish. It did, or are you talking that, about a, a, a draw? An is a real finish. A draw is a real finish because if you look at real sports, like look at UK sports, UK sports go to draws all the time. If you look at uh, 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 football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, they have draws all the time against super duper, like, like amazingly talented teams. Not so much in NFL and whatever. Like it does happen. Uh, baseball, it does happen. But it. it but would it you ha- call that a resolution? If if there's a championship on the line, like there is right here in sports, there has to be a winner. This isn't. This is a title match. And I, I, mean, I mean, I don't know about soccer, but basketball and football, there's a winner. I I can't speak for for soccer, but you got to have a champion. I'm just saying that sports like element is completely understood when they do have draws, like, cause they want to present it like that. And I get it. And that's cool. I, I, I actually really, when, when Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson went to a draw, I was cheering that. I was like, wow, that was a cool match. That told a story. That was amazing. And I let that go because I was just like, there's, I, it was non-title anyway. So there was no stakes per se, other than like who professionally was the better wrestler and this and that, which great. I was okay with it. And then that, that, that actually started the, the night on that dynamite as well. And then it went on to, to the next match, to the next match. And, and I felt like that actually hyped me up. 
this hour-long match did not hype me up like that match did and has nothing to do with the performers like i love them both they're great it's just i wanted a resolution and and this is a personal feeling this is not like when i posted what i posted on reddit i said what i told you earlier but i also said that the whole entire pacing from the show felt rushed after that not only did they go an hour they also shortened up the rest of the card and uh, by doing that, cause it's only a two hour show. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like they were running out of time and we've already seen all the big spots that were going to happen for the most part. Granted the next match was a, was a squash or no, it wasn't a squash match. It was the Serena Deeb and Sheeta match. I think that was next, but uh, they did have a squash match in there with uh, Matt Seidel and uh, Wardlow. But the, but back to the main, back to the 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 opening match. Like I don't I don't know I don't I didn't get any any satisfaction from it. Uh, like at the end of it, sorry, the match was great. I don't know what I wanted from it. It just wasn't that. Uh, I would have been okay, I guess, with the draw if they hadn't done a Broadway. The Broadways to me, because you know Ric Flair used to do Broadways all the time. You know. Um, what do you mean by Broadways? That's when they go 60 minutes. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Well, and, I mean, the draw the draw would have worked for 30 minutes for that match, too, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just when you go that long for me and it's a championship, again, because, see, again, like you were saying the sports side of it, what sport lets that happen? I mean, we have to kind of also suspend, like, the disbelief that, you know, like, this is a title, but it is professional wrestling. But there are plenty of soccer games that go draws. Plenty of them. Like championships. That's probably, championships. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like suspending the disbelief. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that that's that was the difference to me. It was like, oh, there's no conclusion there. But yeah, the suspension of the disbelief was that brutal tombstone pile driver that I kicked out of. <laughs> yeah, but I tell rough. you what, um, there's a lot of trust there, and there's a lot of skill. And how quickly he pulled that move off safely. And um, I was impressed by that. And Danielson, you know, when he was catching those lariats and landing on his neck crazy. I mean, obviously, he's trying to keep himself safe because he can't take a lot of damage. So that's showing you how good a wrestler he is because it looked brutal. (laughs) So what happens after this? In your opinion, what what needs to? They got to do it again. They got to do it again. Yeah, and you know what? And, that was actually indicated pretty much by uh, Excalibur saying, uh, "Can't wait to see the rematch." Yeah, I mean you have to, and that's what I meant by no finish because you got it now. There's someone equal to your champion. You you yeah. can't leave it like that. Your champion has to be the best wrestler. You can't just leave it like. Okay, this guy made it. He the, the champion survived. It'd be one thing if this was a TV title. You know, that used to be the TV title rules. You had, what was it, 15 minutes or 20 minutes to beat him. If you didn't beat him, they stayed the champion. You know, this is different, you know. So they're gonna have to do it again. And I'll be looking forward to it. I do hope it's shorter. <laughs> can I can I um well, you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say next. And maybe you will. I don't know. I'm gonna put my Booker hat on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's my Booker hat. Brian Danielson had to fight his way up to the number one contendership match, right? Mm-hmm. And then he had to go back down the ladder. Or sorry, he 
had that that match with Omega. It was a draw. Then he fought his way up, and then he got the title shot against uh, Hangman. Here's what I think mm-hmm. needs to happen. I say he goes back down, fights his way back up the ladder once again, and this time, because he drew with Omega and he drew with Hangman, let's do a triple threat Iron Man match. Give me that. Like, give me some iteration of what I just said because it's the two people that he drew with. We know that Hangman beat Omega, but we also know that Omega can beat Hangman. Obviously, Omega's out for an injury with, with injuries for his shoulders, and, and he's recovering and recuperating for a while. This is a perfect opportunity to have this mean streak Danielson just keep going on this tear, this tear, this tear, this tear, and work his way all the way back up. And then somehow they they throw them all three in the mix. I think that sounds good. I, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. All right. No, all right. But you can't go halfway, Mr. Booker. Who goes over? Well, also, don't forget, I think that uh, Omega would have to work his way up, too. So, um, who goes I over? I mean, he Hangman. just, he just went for... Over. Okay, so Hangman goes over. Um, so, you don't like the idea of the heel champ long-term? Um, I think that... Well, we just had that. We just had that for a very long time with Omega. So, I think that... I think they need to equally... Omega the same kind of heel as Brian Daniels? Um, yeah, I do. Just because... They were the him him and the the super click were out there super kicking Tony Schiavone in the face and like <laughs> doing some pretty pretty crazy stuff. So yes, I kind of do. They were boys. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so yes, I bet you that's the highlight of Tony Schiavone's life. I don't know. That man's done a lot of weird stuff. Uh, Has he? It, yeah. You it, shoot. If you want to go. Uh, I, I'm telling people to YouTube stuff a lot right now, but if you want to YouTube um, Tony Schiavone and his uh, cameo stuff that he was doing, holy crap. Like okay, I will say I'm anything for money. That up. <laughs> like I won't say anything for money. Let's move on past this real quick because I, I'm not, I, I, I could say the same thing in a hundred different words. I wish there was an ending. I, I, I will give it a pass if they come up with a really compelling storyline on dynamite or if they revisit it a little bit on uh rampage we'll see um i do know that on the christmas edition of dynamite next week we're in for some treats and that was indicated by adam cole who was there with bobby fish and Mm -hmm. um matt and nick jackson he said that he had a uh present a very very good present for the young bucks and i mean do you have an idea what you think it may be? Yeah, yeah. I think that there's going to be a, a somewhat of a reunion with the Undisputed Era. Uh, I, that's what I think. But what do you think? It's definitely going to be a debut. That's that's how I, I feel. mean. Now yeah. that you say that, well, now is this supposed to happen on? I on think it's going to be Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Riley. I think I think he's going to be coming to AEW. So that that I mean. <sighs> I mean, he left gracefully from the WWE. You know, he turned down the the uh, uh, next, you know, his contract. He, he didn't want it. So did, uh, but so did um, Johnny Gargano. Um, but I think I think it's it's Kyle O'Reilly just because they're they're teasing the hell out of it. I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him follow him and, and go in the AEW. 
gives them I mean, something to if, do too. Because him and WWE, I don't know where else they're going to go and make decent money. So I mean, uh, there's new, there's New Japan, there's Impact, there's other places. There's there's not Ring of Honor anymore, obviously. But yeah, but do you want to leave WWE? I mean, I guess you can, but that's like. I don't know. I, I'm look the way I look at it. The guys that do that, um, you know, they're just out for a check. They're not really building. When you can go to, if you have the option to go to AEW and get a chance to make some of yourself. When I think of guys that leave WWE for New Japan, it's like Prince Albert stuff like that. And it's like, ah, I don't know. I'll go to AEW where they're going to do something with you, and you're going to be in front of the American fans weekly and. That's what I think. It depends on your. He's still depends on your situation in life. I mean, you got you got uh, Kevin Owens, who I was alluding to earlier. He, uh, the big rumor was, what's he going to do? He was teasing Mount Rushmore, and uh, he he tweeted the coordinates of Mount Rushmore, which was the name of the stable that him, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks had uh, mm-hmm. back in Ring. Of, I think it was Ring of Honor, um, and he just resigned with the WWE mm-hmm. for a couple years, and it's they paid two to three million dollars to keep him. Uh, oh, where did you find the number? See, I didn't see anything on the number. It was. Uh, I knew it, it was, was going to be a wrestling big one, ob- wrestling observer uh, radio uh, with with Meltzer. Meltzer. Yeah, but they 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 uh they paid so much for him because obviously he's a very valuable person and they don't want to send him away. He was doing that stuff because let's face it, he knows his worth. He wants to play both sides. He wants to have a bigger number presented in front of him. But he did come out and he tweeted that this is better for his family. WWE has been there with it for him and he's been there with them for the past seven years. The schedule was perfect. It's a known commodity. He knows what he's getting into. I mean, how can you really fault the man for it? There's a lot of people out there who were, who were screaming. I guess he doesn't really want to wrestle. I guess he doesn't want to do this and that. It's like, if the man's happy, let the man do what he wants. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, cause he used to do, you know, wild stuff and he's in a position now where he has, I'm not going to say control, but he, you know, they are a little more calm nowadays and he's had some injuries and he's getting older now. So now it's about, you know, Hey, I got a family. I'm making good money. I want to continue to make good money long-term. <laughs> All that makes I mean, sense. I, I get it. I, I really, um, I know a lot of young guys that are trying to come up and find their way. You know, they might want to leave WWE. And then you have the older guys that are like, you know, um, WWE is kind of through with them. They don't have anything big for them to do. They're coming over to WWE. But, you know, with Kevin Steen, I mean, he, I'd stick around. You never it know. fits him. He is a very good example of the WWE mold and... I, I don't for better or worse for better or worse. He is a good example of the WWE mold and they, they want him. So good for him. Like he it gets is to wild live his that, life. That, that, that tells you the change. You look at him and you say he fits the WWE mold back in the day. He would be the antithesis. No, you're totally right. And also the, they're moving toward that same mentality now where they're hiring nobody that isn't under six, four, 240 or 60 pounds or whatever. They, they're going for the land of giants again, and they're pushing that narrative very, very hard. But Kevin Owens is uh, in a very interesting situation where both sides would sought after him. He would bring ratings to the competition, whether they want to admit it or not, he would do that. 
Now it's going to be really interesting to see what Sami Zayn does because I think Sami Zayn's contract's up in January. So mm-hmm. that that to me, I to my brain, I said if Owens leaves, Zayn Zayn leaves. But that I still kind of I still kind of hold true to that. I still think that I still think that now that he's staying, that I think Sami Zayn will stay as well. We got a little off topic I'm, here, though. I, wait, but just so you know, I'm saying that Sami Zayn is going to leave. Let's see who's right. Okay. Um, I, then we had next up, uh, we had, uh, D, uh, Shrina D versus, uh, uh, Sheeta and that match was good. It was technical. Uh, that was my favorite match. Serena Deeb is, uh, a, a, she's a, a woman of a thousand and one holes. She is the Malenko, you know, she is, she's mm-hmm. does the, she does the figure four on the, the, the apron or the, oh, sorry, the, the ring post, like Bret Hart style, great match, good finish nothing to say about that just those two i think their feud's done now it has to be uh they did a real good uh job of of securing one of the best matches uh of the night i'd say the best match of the night actually well it was my well, favorite match of the night they were physical um i, I like the facial expressions i like how they they sold i don't know who trained these ladies but whoever did had to i don't know i can they, look it up real fast I mean, you don't have to go into all of that for me, but I, I was just very impressed. I'm pretty sure that um, Deed came from Florida, um, that um, developmental territory down there. It's like FCW, but um, yeah. it's just, I, I was impressed. <laughs> I actually watched the match twice. Yeah, Florida Championship Wrestling is where she came from. Um. She's also and did you see when they the did the, the, the figure four around the post? How quick they, they, yeah, I'm saying, did you see how quick they set it up? Like that was dangerous. <laughs> like I yeah. think about like when um, Hulk Hogan's kneecap, like tore away when Bret Hart did it to him. And after that, you saw Bret Hart was doing it a little slower. And now other people, were, not them. <laughs> I was like, oh man. But you know, you, you know, you see her opponent was smart, held on to her leg. That's what you're supposed to do so yeah. that they don't fall down. But it, it was done so quick. I was like, man. Didn't she do it with the stairs under her though? Like, so it kind of. She did, but still, less like, of the, watch the it. She, she grabs and flops back. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I couldn't find who initially trained her, but she's been everywhere and done everything. She's there's a reason why she's so damn good at being so damn technical. Uh we'll we'll move on from that one. We'll go next up to what actually, to be honest with you, I needed this. I was so lost at at, at this point of like <laughs> I didn't I didn't I still wasn't over the non finish, the finish non finish of the of uh Paige and Danielson. The I really non-finish. loved watching I really loved watching Wardlow absolutely smash Matt Seidel into a, a bug only for Sean Spears to be on the outside to say, stop it. Don't do it. We don't get paid by the hour. Wardlow's like, no, I'm going to do it again. And he power bombs <laughs> him again. Only so it could just be a heel angle so he could start hitting him with the chair and then all that other stuff. I enjoyed um, it as well. I like watching it. That was kind of, you know, um, it gave me the, the old Brock Lesnar vibes when he first came. This is all to tease the breakup, though, of uh, Wardlow and MJF, because at the end of that little segment, uh, MJF calls uh, Sean Spears on the phone and says, hey, just to just to get ready to celebrate later, you two go get me champagne. Tell Wardlow to go get me champagne. 
I did like the little line that Sean Spears uh, dropped where he was just like, yeah, we're going to go get him champagne. Don't worry. Wear what you got on. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but he was very disgruntled looking. We know what we're getting into here. Uh, Wardlow, he is uh, not paid to be his friend. He's paid to protect him. So we'll see how that goes. But now, it's he gonna looks happen. big, but I wonder if he's actually big or if everyone else is. Is this is because everyone else is Wardlow's big. Wardlow's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's I know I know that like next to like I'm trying to think any standing next to I like know. I feel like if he is next to Billy Gunn he wouldn't be bigger than him. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a fun episode where I just look up a bunch of stuff. So let's we're, up. like when I look at him I'm like I'm bigger than this guy. <laughs> I I say I I I say he's two sixty five. <laughs> you know what? He I is could like? be wrong. He you know what? He's uh, two hundred fifty pounds, six foot two. Oh, so man. Well, this is the thing. It's kind of like Hollywood. I tried, I tried my hand at trying to act embarrassing time. As you know, I, I keep things to myself that I try, but I, I thought, Oh, someone would hire me to do, you know, something. Of course, like, of course you get the, 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 the goon parts and the, we need a doorman, someone who's comfortable dancing like a woman. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. But um, I was told by someone, they're like, well, you have to understand, you know, sometimes they don't want someone bigger than the main guy, but they don't want someone much bigger. That's kind of a rare part. So you're going to have trouble finding roles. And when you look at this situation, they have smaller wrestlers. It's easier for them to find a monster heel because they have smaller wrestlers. The smaller wrestlers are going to be more durable I'm and I'm thinking there'll be less injuries. I think it's smart because now you can bring a guy like Wardlow in and you have a monster. You don't have to wait for the once in a lifetime six, eight guy, you know? So I, I think it's smart for the, from the product standpoint, you know, yeah, like I mean, even look their at, big guys don't look terribly big compared to a WWE guy. Like, like uh, Lance Archer, he's like six foot six or six foot seven. Maybe even six nine. I don't know. He's he's a very big guy, but for some yeah. reason you look at him, and the illusion is like he's a big guy, but you. I still feel like he would, in in some ways, pale in comparison to certain WWE guys. And I don't know why that is, but that's just because we're used to seeing these gigantic figures from the other company. I remember Marty Janetti said when him and Sean, I want to say they came. I think they they jumped over from AWA, and he said. Um, just he said when he walked around, he said there was like one man gang, King Kong Bundy, Big John Stud, Hulk Hogan. He's like, we don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> and they are like at at that time, they had like the highest work rate going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because these big guys aren't gonna have that crazy work rate, you know, but it, it was a spectacle, you know, it was all sure. cartoon and spectacle. These are it's like watching a, a pro bodybuilding show. Like, wow, look at these guys, this and that and the other. But um, I think what they got going on here is good. You get a guy like Wardlow in, you have smaller wrestlers, more durable. Um, you can do more things and less injuries. I think there'll be less injuries over time. Um, you know, when you know, you won't, you know, after 20 years, I don't think many of them are going to be walking like the Undertaker, not counting um Darby Some of the guys who like to do coffin drops. Darby Allen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, knew were, I knew where you were going with that as soon as you yeah. started. 
Like Darby I Allen. worry about him because I like him and I kind of like want to see him just do that stuff on the pay-per-views. Speaking <laughs> of Darby Allen, um, well, that's the end. I guess we're wait, wait, we got it. We got to finish. We got to finish the matches. It, All right, it's, so. I know, but it's going to happen at the end of this anyway. So, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> so, so we're going to have um, we're going to talk about uh, the Dynamite Diamond. How do you say it? What's the, the Dynamite, Dynamite Diamond, Diamond Ring, Ring final? You know, tournament final. Couldn't say it. There it is. Uh, <laughs> MJF going for the three peat against uh, Dante Martin, who has the weirdest story going because it was that whole thing where he signed with Team Taz against uh, Leo Rush's like will or understanding. And then that was all so he could turn on Team Taz and throw them out of the Battle Royal. But how could he possibly have known that they would have been in the Battle Royal? It's just they really I think they were trying to make a decision. And then the crowd blew back like the, the fans blew back and they were like, ah, maybe we shouldn't split Dante Martin and Leo Rush up. But <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs of that. It just didn't it didn't get to where they were trying to get to in a way that I think they they enjoyed. Doesn't matter. Leo Rush, Dante Martin back together again. All good. Match was fine. Some of the some of the 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 spots that they were doing, of course, Dante Martin is a is a damn wizard. So his ability to fly and do shooting star presses from springboards to this or that, it's always going to be good. And did you see that four twenty? Yeah, the 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 guy's in, insane. The guy has gravity boots, and he's not selling them to anybody else. Like, did you that's, see where his knee landed? It like landed on the MJF shoulder. I thought that I mean, was gonna. <laughs> it, it, I mean, he, he okay. took it like a champ, but I was kind of gave me the Jeff Hardy vibes where he would swan ton and his head would land. I mean, his his butt would land on somebody's head, and I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, he, that, is, uh, he is. Rob wild. Van Dam in the Hell in the Cell match did the did the very poor frog splash because there wasn't enough room, and he landed his knee over Triple H's throat and uh, crushed his trachea. Remember that. Oh yeah, that th- th- those kind of vibes. Uh, he said match, those kind of vibes. <laughs> the match ended, and the, actually, the match ended. I I will say this: I ended the night laughing because of the interference and the blatant interference in front of the referee. And the referee was just like, "Yeah, it's okay." <laughs> like what? <laughs> hey, you gotta. A- sometimes you just gotta let. You gotta keep the action going. Y- y- yes, um, <laughs> yes, but. The match call ended, all the travels in the NBA. The match ended with uh, the three-peat happening. MJF retaining, retaining, re-getting, well, I don't know. He has the diamond ring. He'll have it. He'll, he'll be in it next year, and I think that's the year he'll finally lose it, probably in the finals, because he's such a good heel. He's such a good talker. They yes. want to put him out there. It's funny to think Less famous that Miz. It, it's... I, to be, I'll argue. I like that. him way more than I, I was like the Miz, though. But that's what I was that was say. a good. That was a good line. I, I can't help because he was dressed like. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it was a good line. It was a good joke. A really good joke. I think that it's it's very funny that he started off as kind of not a baby face, but also not full heel when AEW first got going. Uh, I whatever. MJF's great. He can play any role. This is the best role for him, though. And then, of course, we go to the ending. We have the beatdown. Well, not the beatdown yet, but the lights go out, which is an awesome spot. I love it when they do that in wrestling. And then, poof, 
here we go. There's Sting and Darby Allen and the fight breaking out. We've got uh, the revival coming out and of course CM Punk. And they said te- they had teased all night that, to- that uh, uh, Tony Khan had a, a big announcement, a big announcement for, for a match coming next week on Dynamite and this, that, and the other. Tony Khan didn't show up once on that entire show. And <laughs> as soon as they said next week, like seriously, the, the, the revival and MJF just got out of the ring. They just rolled out. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that you hear is Tony Schiavone saying next week, it's going to be the revival and MJF versus sting Darby Allen and CM punk. The graphic pops up fast as hell. The fastest <laughs> graphic you have ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. Like, it's like either they are they hired the only person for that job, or maybe someone knew that was going to happen in advance. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> it, and there was no indication that that was the announcement. And then it just went off the air. And here's my gripe. Here's my gripe. If you look at what they posted for the official night's proceedings, they were supposed to mention that, and I don't know if I'm getting the name right, but the Owen Hart Cup classic tournament whatever it is they were supposed to talk about that they didn't mention it i forget all about that yeah they were supposed to say something about it and we got nothing nothing (laughs) and they they probably went off the air and be like hey oh man i don't get it we did get a little maybe they don't have a production sheet maybe they have someone in the back just trying to go off memory Maybe they're running out of time. Maybe that's why we got a fast graphic. That's why I was saying the match should have gone to 45 minutes with a finish or 45 minutes. You know what? That match could have ended in 45 minutes, double knockout, 10 count. They Neither one of them make it to their feet. I would have accepted that any day of the week over what we got. And I don't know why. I, again, great match. There are so many people that disagree because with me. Because that, I mean, that builds... Um, that is more of a finish to me than a time limit draw in that situation. Though I feel like that that Tombstone Pile Driver would have ended the match. That was that was, that was stiff. I know it wasn't. It was done well. I mean, it was done well, but it. And did you see how fast he did it? That you know how much you have to trust someone to. Do? That's like the they had to have practiced that and said, okay, if my arm's here, then my head's at a good height because man, he did it fast. Like Kane said, he always did it slow just to make sure he could, you know, make sure that the the guy's head was positioned correctly. Then once he got it, you know how he dropped a lot quicker than the Undertaker. Um, But all of the setup, everything, it was done fast and that scared the crap out. It was like, oh. perfectly done though that should it but he kind of i'm not going to say he jumped but he kind of you know went on his toes before uh, to me that was the end of the match <laughs> but um but yeah i mean two good performers um that's that's good work man that was good work here's what i take away from the night i take away that they were obviously oh, wait, 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 do this for me rank those matches one to four I rank those you- matches mm-hmm um match of the night i'm still going to give it to to hangman and danielson just because i'm gonna I'm, I'm forgiving the finish that i personally didn't like under the the context that it's my own personal opinion so 
again, that's all you ever have to go on. It's what you feel. But but I I look at it and I and I trust AEW and Tony Khan to know that they're that to know they know what they're doing. There's going to be a reason. There's going to be more. There's going to be more stuff, more story, and that's okay. So I'm I'm going to just base it just on the wrestling itself, and I'm gonna give the number one to Hangman and Danielson. The the very close second I'll give to Dave and Sheeta. Uh, then I'll say third is uh, Dante Martin, MJF, and then obviously the squash match. It, it, it's got to come in last just because it was just the fill time. Like, it just was. There was no reason for that match other than make Wardlow look real good, and at the end, make sure you tease MJF being uh, a dick to Wardlow so he can <laughs> maybe give him reason to turn heel in the future. So that that's my four. All right. And I feel like you would switch Deeb Ashida for one and and Hangman and Danielson as the number two. That's what I feel. So if I take away all of the backgrounds, because this is how I look at everything. We've had this conversation like MMA. I like fighters based on what they do in the cage. I don't really pay attention to anything outside of that. It's like, what's right in front of me? So if I just look at it from an entertainment perspective, I would have to make Deeb and Cheetah number one and the second one you're gonna hate but I'm got I like the Wardlow and it was just like it was entertaining to me um I I'm not saying that the Paige and Danielson match wasn't good they are great workers as we just talked about they 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 show great work but I just got tired of it after a while to the point when it was like I felt like fast forwarding it, but I didn't because I didn't want to miss anything. You know, I'd be like, oh, what happened? Um, they, it was great work. It was just long. And this is coming from a guy, you know, I like old school wrestling. Um, Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. I felt the same way with some of their matches. Like, all right, guys, like, come on, let's, let's, let's move it along. Um that's the only reason I have them as third, and it's not like a distant third. Um, the war, I'm just just the entertainment factor. Just sitting in front of the television set. Um, does anyone say that anymore? I don't know, but you just, you do. <laughs> and MJF and you I record, like MJF is my favorite wrestler in AEW. But you um, recorded so. this on your VCR. I have a VCR hooked up right now. I am dubbing <laughs> um, my old VHS tapes over to DVD, which I am then converting into a digital format um, and saving on a hard drive. My old Nitro matches and such with the commercials so I can say, look how old I am. Remember this? See, this is a blockbuster commercial. Do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think that, uh, and this is a weird thought that I had while you were saying that, I think that <laughs> if Hangman and uh, Danielson had gone to a draw in the main event of a pay-per-view, I would have actually liked it better. And I don't know why. Maybe because I I wouldn't have seen it coming, first off, because it would have been the last match and not the first match. We would have probably got a card full of amazing matches, and then that would have been the end. And then maybe give me some shenanigans. Maybe give me a, a debut or or somebody you know returning wrestler. That like to me that would have been better. I do love the fact that they're a TV first company and we get these kinds of matches on free TV. I love it. 
But yeah, I, would I don't never know. do that if it's for my company. As a fan, yes, it's awesome. Oh no, you want There's Adam Page time. and Brian Danielson? You're paying for it. <laughs> There's too much time in between it, though. That I don't think they could have kept the story going until what March? Oh, then we will have more pay per views. You're not getting that for free. Well, <laughs> hey, we did. No, look, as a as a fan, yes, I love it. I'm just saying if that was if that was mine, you know, yeah, you you have to pay for that. Again, this is what happened Hulk Hogan when an and Goldberg on free TV. Never, never do. I'd never do that. This is what happens when an ultimate wrestling fan has his own company and he wants to make the fans happy because he is also a fan. That that's what that's what this is. Yes, but see, the problem with that is that ends into not long term. I hope that's not what happens. But I think he'll figure that out. That hey, I can't give away too much. But if he's able to come up with fresh ideas and, you know, keep people intrigued, then okay, you know. But I'm just saying, from a business standpoint, people would pay for that. So it's I'd a revenue thing, though. It's a revenue thing. They need to they need to keep increasing the the pay per view sales. They need to keep increasing the attendance. They need to keep doing what they need to do. And then I, I guarantee you, we will have more added pay per views in the future, guaranteed. But right now, they're doing the model. That makes the most sense. And I, I mean, I like it because that's less money out of pocket, you know, per year. Oh, for... I, I love it. I, you know, I, I absolutely love it. It's not my business. I wouldn't love it as my business, but as a fan, like I'm saying, I would never do Hulk Hogan and Goldberg, but I'm glad they did it on Nitro. Cause oh, yeah. I didn't, I only paid for like three WCW pay-per-views. Because every time they built it up and then, you know, Warrior and Hogan, that was that was terrible. That's that like one turning, of the worst matches to, ever. To watch Raw and it's the dog show. Man, you went there. The the pure, pure the, are you talking about the like when you would forget that the Purina dog show was on? Well, and see, you go to forgot watch Raw? maybe. I like I guess I didn't pay attention. I get home and through what? Oh, not that again. You brought back like trauma to me just now. Like uh, yeah, because I'd have my VCR set to record it, and then and I you know I'd be working and I'd come home and play. Oh. I would just be devastated. And then the times they try to show it later, and right when it's coming on, my VCR cuts off. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, trauma. I, I, feel, I feel bad. I'll talk about that with my therapist. Yeah, well, and ask if she'll do a double session because now I'm <laughs> now I'm feeling pretty rough. I remember yeah. that. I remember the dog show. Like, now the dog show comes on. The only dog show I see comes on right after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I They always do the dog show then, and I'm just like, this is fine. I will leave this on because sometimes I like looking at a cute beagle, but not when I'm supposed to be watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold Stun the Rock. No. I was talking to someone else. Is there any wrestler you could think of that could have pulled off Stone Cold's character in his place? <laughs> Kevin Owens, like early on, ah. early on, if he, if he, if he had, he, he is that like, I don't give a crap attitude, but maybe not in the, I don't think, I, I can't say he doesn't have the char charisma because he totally does. I think it's the look though. I think he's all charisma. Yeah. I'm, I don't, uh, I mean, I get it. 
I, I, I think it's po- I'm poisoned by what I consider to be a tough guy, and he just doesn't look like that to me. He looks like he needs to hit the gym. <laughs> but that's me, and I know that um, it doesn't really mean anything, so I shouldn't go by that. And there's qualities of Stone Cold's character that um, I link to that idea that aren't necessary. The redneck comes down in the hunting camo, and he's, you know, like a tough country boy. Didn't necessarily have to be that, you know? So you got a point. But I, I mean, I don't, I can't. If you're asking me to replace an iconic character in that spot, that's like saying, that's like saying what other four actors could play the Ghostbusters. You know, like I don't, I don't oh, think I, I can do that. Don't because it's too long. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, you're right. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, go too far. I'll, I'll leave it alone. But. I always said I thought John Candy would make a great Ghostbuster. <laughs> this is the conversation that makes me question our friendship. <laughs> you don't like John Candy? Come I, on. I sure I sure did like John Candy, <laughs> but I don't think he'd have been a good Ghostbuster. Oh man, I could uh, I could see him playing Ackroyd's character. Can we? Okay, I only accept this if we can make Egon. Uh, Christopher Walken. See me. Wait. All right. Look. All right. The go. I'm too, pa- I'm too passionate about this to have too, this conversation. It's bubbly. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I like I see it, but see like, the difference is to me he's funny because he is funny. He's not trying to be funny and ending up as funny. Like, uh, uh, do you think Chevy Chase would make a good Ghostbuster? No. <laughs> no. For, and the well, first they wouldn't rule, have got, a, got along the, anyway. <laughs> the first rule is uh, of of anything Chevy Chase does is, well, I don't know if I, I are you saying you're not a Chevy Chase fan? You didn't I'm like saying Funny I'm Farm? not a fan. I'm saying I'm a fan of his his movies. I'm a I'm not a fan of his uh, him as a person because he's he's uh, showing himself to be not a great human being. That's all. See, I feel like if I looked at the people behind most of my favorite movies, probably wouldn't like them. <laughs> I actually like, try not to to see things. They say don't meet your heroes. No, 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 no. That's not true. You want to know why? Because my movie hero is Jackie Chan, and I feel like that's a safe bet. I don't know. What if you went in to meet Jackie Chan, and he leaned over, and he's like, that isn't really me doing the stunts. Well, I would have hit a gold mine at that point. I'd go on every talk show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were just like, oh, you're a hater. Yeah, so Jackie Chan's your hero? As far as movies are concerned, Jackie Chan, he was my favorite actor for most of my life. Uh, it's kind of split a little bit more now, but I can always go back and watch a good Jackie Chan movie, and I'm just fine with it. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm just fine with it. They're all good to me. Now, my favorite, it, I'm, I can't say he's my favorite actor, but if I had to pick someone whose movies I enjoyed the most, Sadly, well, I'm not going to say sadly, but it's Sylvester Stallone. 
almost I'm a fan of almost all of his movies. Same thing with Arnold. <laughs> and we all know Arnold's not the greatest actor. Definitely not. Neither one but of them are. I like yes, but I like a, a lot of their movies are my favorite. Over to over the top's one of my favorite movies. All I like um, Rocky Two. I have memorized Rocky Four is probably my favorite movie of all time. Uh, yeah, you know, I, and my my uncle. Um, we're getting way off subject. It's okay. We're ending the podcast soon. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because. We had teased the idea of presenting this is a wrestling podcast, y'all. <laughs> we had presented <laughs> the idea of of presenting top ten wrestlers. Can I get your pick for number ten and see if I concur? No. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why is because one of the things I was going to say at the end of this podcast was I'm dedicated to the next episode being our Christmas special where we have a collaborative top ten wrestlers of the year 2021 list i'm not going to spoil that now i'm not going to are you are you prepared i have i have have like 20 wrestlers down that what what i want to do is and i want to say something about the previous topic before like after i say this but what i want to do is i want to say all the wrestlers we have see if we have the some of the same wrestlers but then put down the wrestlers that we don't have as the as the same and like kind of eliminate them one by one by one and like until we get the top 10 and then or we organize them and we argue why they should be where they're at. Um, before we go any further, you were talking about Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger and their movies and all that good stuff. Me and a friend at work were playing the game of add one word to any movie to, to ruin the movie. And, you know, you, you, you say funny things like finding Nemo's body and things like that. <laughs> but the- <laughs> I said something that basically broke everyone in the room, but uh, it's uh, it's naked kindergarten cop. That's a very different movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. You came up with that. I was going to say like Lord of the onion rings. You came up with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I came up with that one. (laughs) We'll talk about this offline. Okay. <laughs> I do I do I do think I need to uh uh talk about my sins throughout my day. <laughs> Make sure I get some stuff. How many of them chest. are there? Uh how many days left? Not sure. We'll see. Uh <laughs> I got one. Pile driving Miss Daisy. That'd be great. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> oh, can we do we could do it for wrestling? I didn't think about that. We just strictly <laughs> kept it to wrestling. <laughs> I but see when you put me on the spot, I can't wait, think wait. of them. Are you talking about two wrestlers' names? No, just like. Or are you talking about adding wrestling wrestling words? A wrestling terminology to movies. Yeah, but it's All not right. going to work. Like, oh, like when you when you have to sit there. Jake is this the what happened on a plane? <laughs> that's see, that's see, all right. Yeah, but it's not funny. I'll, I, you know what? I'm going to come up with some things. Because okay. <laughs> that sounds great. But I'm going to come up with some things. Let's do it. So the next pe- next podcast will be more. Uh, I don't. There's. We're not. We'll talk about what happened. But I think that we need to just have that moment of fun and just break down the 
the, the top 10 wrestlers of 2021. And also, we, we don't forget, we get our personal top five matches of 2021. So that those we're not going to argue. Those we're just going to say them, give a little credit to them, and then we'll move on. Be right. To you, they'll be right. Whether they are actually the best, well, we'll let Dave Meltzer decide that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> he'll he'll give us six stars to anything where people kick out of their finish repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> Good old yet, he wouldn't, yet he wouldn't give Shawn Michaels and Undertaker five stars. <laughs> He's confused. Yeah. He's been watching wrestling for a long time. There's only few minds out there that know that much about wrestling. And, you know, we'll probably disagree with most of them. There's a, there's a very dangerous line you cross, though. When you know so much about something, you oftentimes get stuck in that rut. And when someone tells you you know so much so so long so often – you tend to not learn new things so because the way you've been doing it is right. And I get a little bit of that from Meltzer these days to where he references things from the past. He references, he does, he, he says certain things that make me think that he's not adapting to certain things. Like for instance, I'm not going to say that without being, bringing an example saying that Brian, Brian Danielson's the, the, the one person who could get a five-star match out of Kenny Omega. No, no. Kenny Omega is just that damn good. So stop. That's that's what I meant. So what do you think he's best at? When you say he's that good, I'm just curious of your opinion. What makes him really good to you? He's the he's one of the best, if not the best, storytellers in a wrestling match ever. He is he he sells great. He works well, hard. We're gonna he, have to talk about this on another. <laughs> you don't think Omega sells great? I'm not saying he sells great. When you said storyteller, you lost me. He's a great in-ring storyteller. Well, well, we will have to. This I've seen him do it a few times, but some matches people tell me it's so great, and I watch, and it's just like we're just going to keep kicking out, and I don't see the story that you're telling there. But Man. I mean, there's there might be a new way i don't know when, when someone says storytelling to me i've mentioned it to you before i think like uh one two three kid and bret hart you know you have the 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 experienced guy bigger stronger guy versus the little guy he tries to chain wrestle him that doesn't work he tries using his speed he gets tired uh brett starts to take over with his power he tries taking risks and what you got at the end was this this kid who's really upset with himself because he lost a match. He got beat. He thought he was good. Everything he tried to do got countered. He's real down on himself. Bret Hart picks him up and says, no, you gave me a good match. You keep at it. You're going to do well. You see a progression of him trying different things and Bret putting a stop to it in that match. And I thought that was awesome. I don't get that when I watch Kenny. I just see a lot of, see, I see good work. I think he's a fantastic worker. I do think he's the best worker out here right now. I do. I, I think he's the best worker out here. But I maybe I need to see more. So um, maybe you can recommend to me one of his best storytelling matches and I will watch it. 
Shoot, I would say, honestly, I would say Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega for sure, but I would also say Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega. I would say watch just about every main event match he ever had in New Japan. Like, honest to goodness. What what story would you say you got from watching him and, and Hangman Adam Page? I'm just curious what you think. What story did they tell? They told the finale of the two-year journey of Adam Page. Like, here's the thing. Like, Adam Page can do his part all he wants to show his desperate attempt of getting to that title that has eluded him for so long. But the fact that Omega in that match, at some points, his arrogance, his, his, his confidence, his whatever... We're standing so tall over Adam Page, basically saying, I told you, you cannot do this. You choke when it comes to the fact of being the main event star, the one to take it all away. You choke on this. And he was just standing there over to over over him tall and mighty. And then as the match progressed, you saw the doubt building. You saw the confidence draining. You saw the the emotions go other to the other side. And then eventually panic, frustration, anger, and then boom, it's over. And I, I I saw all that. I saw I saw the the sway of the character and the way that it that 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 it it, it it he wore every emotion on his face. And I saw that too from Adam Page. So it was a two way street on that. But it was a good story. It was a good cool. story told in a match. And I'm gonna go back and watch it with that in mind. I'm gonna check it out. It I'm goes not from doubting you. I he just... goes from cocky, arrogant, brash, a hole, to to concerned, to to fearful, to so basically done. every heel losing his belt. <laughs> yes, but I just told, but he just, but he just told it really, really well with his face and with his with his body language. Uh, I think we're gonna end it here, guys. I mean, this was one of those rare moments to where we, I I don't think that we necessarily thought. AEW had the best show they could have had. Was it the best wrestling show of the week? Yes. Is Dynamite usually the best show of the week? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just a fact right now. Like, I mean, it, it, well, is. it really it, is. It, it kind of is. I mean, I want to say it was, it's our opinion, but it's kind of a broad, like everyone shares that opinion. SmackDown's the second. Actually, SmackDown and Rampage kind of hand in hand there. But then you got, you know, you got Raw, which Raw is still trying to figure out what the heck Raw is, unfortunately. Like, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it won't. I mean, I still am a WWE fan. I'm still watching it. But if if you were handed the keys to WWE right now, what would you change to make it better? Um, I would stop doing the promos at the very beginning of the of the night where someone talks for 15 minutes, someone interrupts and then somebody else comes out and then it turns into a match that ends up being ended, turned into a tag team match and then vice versa or whatever. And then it ends up being the same match at the end of the night. I would stop doing disqualification finishes. I would stop doing distraction finishes. I would stop shaking the camera like a maniac. Anytime someone throws a punch, I would stop doing the same spots every single week with the barricade, with the, the apron, with the stairs, with the, the rampway. Like, it's just everything is so, so scripted. I would let people shoot from the hip and just have bullet points to, and they would do promos that would sound natural and flowing. 
I would highlight the characters that are succeeding and I would bring characters up that need that push. Like let's let's let me give so you an less example. production. I'm like a million times less production. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got you're saying. I was like, okay, so less production. Let the the talented ones create a market for themselves. Yeah, and don't put the ones who don't have the talent right now, don't put them in stupid situations like the 24-7 title. Please, make the tag division work. Let there be C-level, B-level, and A-level tag teams. We get it. We really like the whole, can these two people coexist? We got the AJ Styles and the Omos. We got, you know, I would say the Mysterios. That makes sense, though. Omos needs work. Omos does need work, but he's new though. But man, yeah, he gets a pass. He gets a pass. He's big. He's he's there because he's big. Um, but I'm just so tired of like, okay, RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle. They work great together, but let's face it, they're only together so they can break apart and have that match between the two of them at WrestleMania. Like that's what I think. It's going to be Orton versus Riddle at Mania because Vince McMahon put out. No, he didn't put out a quote. Freddie Prince Jr., who used to be a writer for WWE, he actually said about the tag team division, that, or he said Vince McMahon said about the tag team division, I hate doing tag team matches. Why would I do that? Why would I do a match where I have to pay four times the amount of money to four guys? Or like four, ti- like four times wild, the amount of money. There was a time where they had the greatest group of tag teams I guess, you know, those are, that's far in the past, but he is a businessman. There's a reason he's worth $2 billion now. So um, that's just showing that it's all money and not, I don't think he's out of touch. I think he doesn't care. (laughs) Maybe there's that too. He he didn't say anything about the fans. I don't think the fans care about the, he didn't say that he said why would i pay these guys that much he just yeah. doesn't care because we can't you know this him having to answer to different people and not being able to take the wheel all himself the way he used to i guess he's getting older i don't know blah 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 he doesn't pay attention to any other wrestling shows he only has people around him that are afraid to upset him put all that together and that's what you get. Uh, that's a sad note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a really but, sad but they, note they've to end been on. there before, you know, they've been there before and they came out of it. Don't forget the job era. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yes, hey, guys, no. this is an amazing time to be watching wrestling because not only do we get uh, we got winter is coming. We have the, the dynamite episode of uh, of. Um, sort of the Christmas episode of Dynamite next week. We have um, Rampage. We know that we're getting a cool six-man tag with Sting, Darby Allen, CM Punk, Revival, and MJF. That's going to be great. We also have the, like, in between the next two-week span, we also have the debut of TBS Dynamite. So it's it's going to be shifting over the TBS, which I'm sure they're going to be doing some crazy good stuff. Hey, it's the first one on that that new channel, so you know we're getting surprises. You know we're getting some good stuff. I'm excited because there's even a Christmas Day episode of 
Rampage is it or is it Dynamite? I can't remember which one it is, but it's pre-recorded, so it's fine. It's not like they're making people work on Christmas Day. Unlike the WWE, because if Christmas Day falls on a Monday, they will absolutely do a live Raw. <laughs> Such an AEW show. I love it. I don't care. I you know what? <laughs> this should be this should be proof. This episode should be proof that I will be just as critical over decisions that I don't agree with. And again, I like to reiterate my opinion doesn't mean anything to anyone except for me. So <laughs> whereas sure. mine is law. I'm joking, just joking, but I am going to start watching um being the elite tomorrow because I hadn't been paying attention to that, but I'm being told that it is fantastic and that I should be watching it. Have you been keeping up with it? Being the elite? No, I haven't been watching it lately. Uh, I'm going to start checking it out and and see what's going on. But um, maybe we can discuss that further than another time. And I'm really looking forward to um, gathering our compilation of top 10 wrestlers of 2021. Um, and I have compelling arguments that I cannot wait to present to you. I look forward to it. This has been episode seven of the Double DQ podcast. Guys. Thank you again to Quit the Build, who provides us with a podcast network to put this podcast on. I'm going to say this right now. I'm saying this at the end, but we're going to record something after this to put at the beginning. So because we didn't say that earlier. So when you hear this, just know that that thing you heard at the beginning, that little clip, that was that was because we're bad people and we forgot. man <laughs> hey you know what just admit it admit your flaws it's it's it just get it off your chest right now i gotta go i gotta go no seriously while we're talking i've gotten let's see one two three four five six google verification code messages on my phone that must mean someone's trying to hack me right now so <laughs> i get, i gotta figure out who's doing it. I'm telling you, man, I'm about to lose all my information, aren't I? Let's Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will be back soon with a much, much more lighthearted episode where we're not talking about the deep, dirty dirt sheets, the news, the this and that. No, we're not that good. We're just, (laughs) we just give our opinions on stupid stuff. And we hope that you enjoy listening to us along the way. Thank you so much. I have been Enzo. And I am Biggs, and thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. Oh, and thank you to everybody in Australia, apparently, because we're about to crack the top 100 wrestling podcasts on on on, on an Apple iTunes chart uh, in Australia. So I can't believe that's a thing. So that's cool. Thank you guys very much. I'm the king of Australia. I didn't know that. I'm joking. Well, you you could have gone with pro wrestlers, dude. They get a little popular somewhere, and they go there and they act like they own the place. Just because I only made a two days of wrestling school doesn't mean I don't know that much. I've had zero days of wrestling school, so I mean, you actually wrestled, isn't that? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. All right, guys. See, <laughs> see you later, everybody. Thanks again. Have a good one.